Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the Diener Show. Presented by OPC Pest Services on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. Okay. And we are back here, 93.9 The Ville, ESPN 680, 105.7. I was trying to cue up the play for Paul to uh, Paul Rogers here to see. On the, there's, actually, there's a replay coming up after after, uh, after Dr. In the Zach. Middle of the yeah, <laughs> after whoever the hell Dr. Yeah, Zach Dr. is Zach. in AAABBBCCC. So E-E-F-F-F-G-G-G, uh, we're all logged okay, in. here comes the replay. I don't know if they were yeah, looking on the, um, they're all sharing the same Netflix account so, or whatever the hell it is. Uh, so weird. But so that, that is. The end of every like, game? Yeah, exactly. The end of every game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I yes. Mean, I, I never had a chance to see it till now. It was obvious from reading the comments. I knew what had happened. But yeah, how do you get an intentional foul of that? I it's, have no earthly idea. But and I'm one who tends to blow off officiating. You know, there's mm-hmm. good calls, bad calls. Everybody benefits. Everybody gets hurt. They even out. But it, an end of the game call like that, you just don't under, understand. It's kind of like going back to the men's game there the other the, early in the week. I didn't have a problem initially with them calling that a goaltend because mm-hmm. you know live action it kind of looked like it to me in real time yeah. but then when they look at it on the replay and still call it a goaltend i don't know how you arrive at that conclusion i think teddy valentine just took like a matters into his own hands and did, did the universal thing as well it wasn't a goaltend so i shouldn't have called it and their guy was there for the rebound he was going to put it in so they deserve two points some way somehow <laughs> but now, you, don't, you can't actually do that you don't go don't but, get to play god right right like, that's him playing referee god yeah because, I mean, who's to say he makes the layup? He did make the layup, didn't he? Did he make the layup? He, he did make oh, the make follow the pu- Yeah, he yeah. made the pullback. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if they don't blow the whistle, still. maybe we'd offend it. I don't know. No. The whistle blew yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, I don't – that's that's at the end of every NBA – well, the NBA, they barely even foul at all. I was telling Mark earlier, I was watching the, the Heat Celtics yesterday. It's a four-point game with four seconds to go. They inbound, the Celtics inbound the ball, and the Heat just – they don't even foul. It's like – I mean, crazier things have happened than in four seconds. We've seen it around here, Lord knows. See Virginia, 2000-whatever <laughs> yeah. year, that 18, whatever that was. Kendall Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 2018, yeah. God. With, was it Dingadell that walked? Dingadell When walked, the referee said, traveled, you can't move, you God. can't move. And David Wait, Padgett. Please just, don't say it anymore, because every time we do it, Bob Alvano <laughs> just, just goes ape crazy. Why? What about what? He, he, to this day, every time something happens, I ding a Dell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over it. I'm still Neither not Neither is Bob. You need to. You two right. need to commiserate yeah. me about your system. What happened right in front of me, and yeah. then I remember looking down the court and David Padgett being like, you can't move, and then the officials telling him, you can't move, and then he moved. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> 
It's like I'm still amazed. You know, you, you know, you try to impart things into the players, but I'm, I'm amazed at these quotes in the Niners saying they didn't know the rules in well, overtime. I confess I didn't. I, I had no idea that it would continue. I, I was I was surprised at the lack of urgency by the Chiefs. I was there too. Late. I was like, what are and they then doing? finally, I think it was Nance made the comment that it, it will continue on, just like changing quarters. And, and then I, it didn't even connect with me about at the very beginning that even if they had scored a touchdown, it wasn't over like it used to be. Because they didn't so, make a big enough deal of it yeah. on the broadcast. And I still don't think Tony Romo knows. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I mean, he's – I don't was wrong with him. I mean, it was like he couldn't make a point. He was – I don't know. He had a very, I mean, off game for the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, it was oof, a little rough, I thought. But I thought they should have made that point as a broadcast – a big deal because that's a big difference because yeah. they had to be you and I could have been the only people going are they going to go this slowly and not I know, yeah, get to the was, line that that occurred to me so um, yeah so did you uh, which side were you on of the wagering uh, last I, night you know I didn't but it was Bob and I on our show Friday had picked uh, like a parlay a few prop, no just a oh, few prop bets just for that's fun that's what we should have done instead of just parlay and, and everything yeah, and I, yeah. I, I got a check here I think I've got it oh, we need a Brandon yeah. I touchdown me, to hit we had a draft it was me Mike Lindsay and Mark each made two picks in draft form and um and five of them, we needed a Brandon Ayuk touchdown. And when his receiver fell down, yeah, or his defender, defender fell down, and CBS again didn't even highlight that. He's wide open. He's wide open in the end zone, just waiting for a football to come his <laughs> well, way. Here's to win. like, for example, I had Purdy over 248 yards passing. I don't think he got that Gosh, until in the overtime. overtime yeah. Uh, I had uh, I had him yeah, for over 11 255. yards. Yeah. I had him for over 11 yards rushing. I think he got that, didn't he? 12. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had 13, kneeled down. I had 12. Kelsey under 70 yards. Oh, right. he, he didn't had, get that till right near the end. Right. No, the one that's bad about Purdy is he actually had 13, took a kneel down to take him to 12. Oh. So you got him at the right. Somebody had him at 12 and a half. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody got, uh, somebody then, got the then wrong Bob had the Purdy there. over 20 completions. So he got that. Again, uh, aided by overtime, 20, it, it, 23. He got, uh, uh, yeah. McCaffrey over 89 yards, which I don't think he got, did he? Rushing, no. And but then, he had 160 total. That's why right. I, I hate doing those with a guy like that. i, I got to do the combined. Well, that, when we talked about that, you know, I said he, he gets a lot of yards, but it's usually combined. Mm-hmm. But then we went back and checked, and he had more 100-yard rushing games than I'd realized. So anyway, Bob yeah. took that. And then he also had Kittle over 50 yards. I think he only had like uh, one catch, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was He, he went brutal. a long time Two with catches only one catch. four yards. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was going to be – a big factor in the game, but I didn't. I didn't actually have any real money on any of it, which is good because every time I've tried something lately, it's backfired. Well, I had a future bet, uh, hundred dollar uh, sign up bonus uh, on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl that paid. So last Ooh. night, five wow. to one. So. I did uh, on the on Saturday for the first time, just for fun. I bet several over unders. Oh, the worst and way. It, it, it killed me because I realized. I'm watching these, and I have no idea who's winning. Absolutely. I just adding up totals all the time. <laughs> Which is, I think the broadcasts are going to wise up at some point and add it for you a and total. tell you like what they're proje- like what the they should have the. I still had to do this. That ought to be live line brought to you by DraftKings. Hey, here, here is it's where coming. the live line is, yeah. and nobody's doing it yet. Like, it will happen though. And what, what was the over under on the Super Bowl? What? Forty-seven and a half. And so what? I don't Forty-seven. Know. Oh my god. <laughs> Three nothing at the end of one. Yeah. Right. That, and, that's why projecting it doesn't work because mm, yeah. ends ends of games just completely sure i mean that's true. it'd be more of a basketball thing yeah. to just because i always try to make if they scored 70 points they played uh 22 minutes that's about three and a half points a minute so, blah, blah, so I'm, I'm pacing right at 150 you know something like that <laughs> well drew that's and i have long said that if you hit it in a regulation the under 
that you you really oh, ought to if win. If you're catching points or lo- <laughs> or yes. bet under in regulation, there ought to be a bet for that that costs you a little bit more, like correct minus one thirty or something. Insur- overtime insurance or something like <laughs> yeah, that would be yeah. nice. Because I, I would probably buy it. You know, I would definitely buy it, especially late in the game. I'd Just hedge live. Yeah, hedge live. Well, yeah, I guess you, you could do that. Do that I mean, that's I really the way to do it. But but no, I think part of your problem, Paul, and and trying in in your gambling run one eight hundred gambler. It's probably because of the how unpredictable college basketball. Man. I mean, we are already in mid-February a big-time um, record of unranked teams beating top-10 teams. Yeah. In fact, there was a stat after Saturday that unranked teams at home against top 10 teams are winning 52.5% of the time this year. And that is... Wow. And and the the highest previous to that was 26%. So it is wild out there in uh, college basketball. So that's probably part of the problem. I'm sure it must be. It couldn't be me. Yeah, no, no, absolutely <laughs> it's, not. It's unpredictable. So then what do you do tonight? Texas Tech hosting Kansas. It's like a two-point spread one way or the other. It's 50% profit. Is Texas Tech the, uh, are they still ranked? Third? They're, they're yeah, good. They're 23rd. Kansas really ought to win, but 52% winner and you know goes to the, to right. the, to the team that, that's unranked there. Well, I guess they are ranked, but I don't know what to do there. How yeah. about, where, isn't it uh, Texas, Wake Texas Forest favorite, in North actually. Carolina tonight? Where is that? Um, I don't know. They're playing Duke. Oh, Wake Forest, Duke. That's at Duke. Duke is minus seven. Yeah, uh, Kansas is actually an underdog. They're catching two and a half points at Texas. Uh, That's, I mean, they're just begging you to take Kansas. Kansas. (laughs) Profit boost, move the line up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you got to take Kansas. Or, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably bet uh, Kansas and move the line. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Let's see what I can do. There there you go. Um, Didn't have to move the line on uh, on Saturday night. A win against Georgia Tech. Six players in double figures. Who are these guys? What a great finish that game. I mean, it was another – someday I guess we'll all learn. But I I was talking about the the, um, Clemson game a few weeks ago when Louisville got behind by 24, I think it was. And I turned to Bob and I just said, "Oh my gosh, this, this is dreadful." I don't want yeah. to through the rest of it. Well, then they put on this big run and Lose they don't win, but they come back and make a big run. Well, the other night, eight minute timeout. I remember I turned to Jody. I said, "Jody, this just isn't going to happen here," and it happened. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. they turned it on and come up with this big finish. Well, you asked him about these second halves. We have that sound in there. I think Chase James cut it from uh, from the from the network post game. Um, where you asked him about these these second halves? Here, here you go. That is, by the way, I was adding it up earlier today, that's now 16 games out of your 24 that you've had 40 or more in the second half, and most of the times it's been after a not-so-good first half. So you must be delivered a good message at halftime. Well, I, I also think some of it's conditioning. Um, I Every day that we're in this program, I'm conditioning players. I want them to feel like they can run through a brick wall. I don't care how they feel. I don't care that we have a game the next day. I need you to fight. And that mentality of fighting and conditioning, um, you find that the other team will let go of the rope at times, and you'll be still fighting. Loves I, that phrase. Yeah, go of the rope. and you know what? I, I have to kind of defend Kenny a little bit. I know he's been saying that forever. I want a team that fights. And people are saying, I'm sick of hearing that. You know what? <laughs> I want a team that plays together. Oh, come on. Give me something concrete. Yeah. You know what? That goes a long way, and you're seeing it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they're 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 not a great team, and they beat a not very great team. No. Although the Tech's three conference wins have been over really good teams, it's bizarre with it their is. record. They, they've beaten the three best teams yeah, in the net in the I ACC, know. lost so, to everyone else. But, but the bottom line is, whoever they're playing, in most instances, the Clemson game I talked about, maybe not so much Virginia, 
Uh, but in most games, this team doesn't give up the fight. And, and it's been uh, – the games have been more enjoyable than, than they were the first half of the year, just yeah. to see this team fight and hang with it and come back. And the other night, finally, come back and win one. And, they, you know, here we are. we got Boston College coming up, winnable. Pittsburgh, maybe. Uh, you got another game of Boston College. You got mm-hmm. uh, Notre Dame still, although they come up and beat uh, who they beat the other day, uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, and you've got another game with Virginia Tech still. So mm-hmm. again, there's 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 games that Louisville has a fighting chance to win. We all knew that looking at the schedule at the beginning of the year, but I I've, I give them credit for for hanging in there and fighting a good fight. It yeah. was interesting on uh, Saturday, Miles Kelly with 36 points. Yeah, 41. They only got 41 points out of their starters, and 36 po- of them came from Miles yeah. Kelly. Yeah. It, when they started Coming off a scoreless game the night before, yeah, yeah. So he did <laughs> well, the they slowed him down the second half. He had a 21 and a half <laughs> yeah. time, right, or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, you know, I I think once they started stopping Miles Kelly late. Like I guess was it five to six minutes to go is kind of when he started stop when he when he kind of went cold. They, they, yeah, they were they were up by twenty or up by uh, uh, it was sixty to fifty one with just over eight minutes to go. Yeah, Louisville outscored them what twenty eight to seven the rest of the way. I it think. was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and, and they, it's because they were getting stops. The, de- the defense kicked in finally, and <clears throat> in the first half, I was like, gosh, are we ever going to get back on defense? And they they started to you know really kind of make adjustments and start playing well on defense and you know you saw how that all played out for him. I was so impressed with Caleb Glenn. Well, and I was I was very proud of myself in the pregame interview. I said to Kenny that sometimes you look at a stat sheet and it doesn't tell you the whole story. I think Caleb Glenn outplays his stats. Mm-hmm. And can you you know, explain what he does? And then he did. And then the other night I said, well, Big stats, he yeah. did not play those stats. <laughs> <laughs> those stats showed you how good he yeah. plays. But there is the when I first saw him in the preseason practices, I was just impressed. The word that came to mind was rugged. This guy mm-hmm. is rugged. He's out there. He's tough and he plays hard. And you know there aren't always numbers that show that. But all of a sudden that all came together the other night. I mean he had he had uh, thirteen rebounds and nine of them were offensive rebounds. It's amazing. And, and that's the most since. Shane Behannon and and was it Trez? Who was the other one? It was Gorgie. Gorgie. Gorgie yeah. Nine offensive rebounds. Yeah, nine offensive rebounds. So wow. good for him. And that, zero fouls. You, had, you were going to say something? I thought. No, I thought you were. I was. I was just going to talk about. I think to Kenny's point about the conditioning. I think Kelly got tired. Like. Uh, really going late into the half. And at least his arm he, probably got tired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure his attitude towards his teammates was, "Can I get some help?" But yeah, I think he, I think he got a little tired and. You know, I guess a point to the conditioning there. Yeah, um, and the offense again, one point one points per possession. The offense is yeah, the offense is there. You play the other half of the ball, and you have a chance to you know do some. Well, in this here. case, the Georgia Tech was under one point per possession. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Huge nine, point nine something maybe. Yeah, point nine three. It's yeah. been a long time since we did that. It's been a long time. I would have to. Uh, you, what, do you have uh, the game by game on yeah. Ken Palm? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. The last time we did that, but I'm sure it wasn't Florida State or Syracuse. No. So, but Caleb Glenn playing that entire game with zero fouls. Clemson at point nine nine. Okay. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did. Um, let's let's hear from uh, Caleb Glenn after, after the game as well. Yeah. Use all the tools <laughs> in the toolbox. Balance yeah. for sure. Six double figure scores, oh. which I was told is the first time that's happened in four years. But I mean, what just a lights out performance from Caleb Glenn. So proud of him, um, the way he played, the energy he played, allowed us to sit Brandon down for a while, and he came in and did the things that Brandon couldn't do or wouldn't do <laughs> or couldn't find to do. Um, proud of him. He's no longer a freshman. Uh, he's earned the right to now move on and be treated a little different. 
Uh, but I'm proud of him, and I got to just keep pushing him to be better. Yeah, 15 and 13. I don't, I don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's like Huntley Hatfield was bad. He had nine rebounds himself. Yeah. Huntley Hatfield. Caleb was what I think like seven for ten from the field, yep. something like that. But yep. it, it, it's he's probably never had a play called for him. He gets a lot of, <laughs> lot of you, for lack of a better term, garbage points. I mean, he's just there yeah. hustling. Get and and Kenny has said that about a lot. Remember back when uh, Brandon was only getting three or four field goal attempts a game, and there were some criticism of guys not getting in the ball. And yeah. Kenny said, "Well, well, he can go get the ball himself. Yeah. Get it off the offensive glass and put it back in. That's right. You, you just find ways to do it and." Caleb is a guy who, who did it. I mean, Huntley Hatfield has been, you know, of all the guys' development, his, to me, shines yeah. the brightest because now you know what you want to do on offense with him. Mm-hmm. I, somebody asked the other day about, you know, his best you know, post-present since dot, dot, dot. I was like, hmm, I have to think about that. But he's – he's they've had very few that have been – we're going to him yeah. and, and see what he can do something in the post. You know, it's uh, – We had games like that with Enoch, but not oh, really – but, yeah, but not but really – Consistently, like this long, and I didn't think he'd be trying to be a shooter. And then he's knocking down threes. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, when does that happen? When does that started? But now he's, you know, I don't know if he's good enough to turn pro after this. But you know, I don't know if size wise, I don't know what the scouts think of him. But you, you see why people saw talent there yeah. with with the guy. For sure. He was a, one of the top prospects in the country yes. when he was like a sophomore. He was like yeah, top five, yeah, and then. I, he reclassified, I I went yeah, up, went to Tennessee, and yeah. nothing really happened there. And then last year was fairly nondescript, but mm-hmm. but Kenny's gotten through to him. By the way, Tennessee got blown out yeah, by Texas A and Buzz Williams ran on the floor to call timeout. I still have no idea how he didn't get thrown out of the game, but whatever, <laughs> uh, you know. But I, I, you know, going back to Caleb Glenn, I, I'm more impressed with him, like how he defends guys that are bigger than him and how he's effective against them, and and. Playing that game for 31 minutes without picking up a foul, I didn't think he could do that. Like, I thought, you know, Caleb Glenn, my whole thing is, man, he's got to stop fouling. I, and to play 31 minutes with zero fouls, that's just like, yeah. I'm just like, where'd that come from? All right, Caleb, I love it. So, it's, it, you know, I think it, it has been a lot more enjoyable, Paul, to your point. It's been a lot more enjoyable. I'm looking on NBADraft.net for whatever it's worth. The only thing it's really he's not so Huntley Hatfield's not on the list, but Trenton Flowers is projected in the second round. It's like, <laughs> and Kentucky must have ten on that's here. down for Flowers. He was a lottery pick in the summer. I mean, they've got Dillingham at at eight, Shepard at fifteen, yep. uh, Z I ever say his name at twenty, uh, Aaron Bradshaw at twenty six, and and DJ Wagner at the last pick of the first round, wow. and two guys listed in the second round, and they've lost three straight at home. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what in the world, man. The water's getting hot there for John Kyle Perry because he's got everything he could ever the, want. The three with the straight roster. home losses has never happened at Rupp. I'm pretty never, sure, right? Not and, since and Rupp, Rupp started in what seventy five, roughly seventy six. Uh, I think they lost three in a row at Memorial Coliseum back in the mid sixties, maybe. Right. Well, the funny well, thing surprising about- me is their big games, and I've always <laughs> thought. Of, of Rupp Arena is one of the best big game environments yeah. there there is. So, like, I can always sort of see when, like, an Ole Miss on a Wednesday with a ho-hum crowd <clears throat> comes out with a win, but not Saturday night Tennessee, Saturday afternoon Gonzaga. Right. Even Florida was the, was the first loss yeah. in yes. this, right? Well, I would figure those games they get the most Even uh, Calipari and the players all refer to that, how great the crowds have been, that the atmosphere was terrific. Mark Few talked about it, that – it was a great home court atmosphere, and still somehow right. they couldn't pull them through. The funny thing, though, is that 
you know, the whole there was that whole thing about Gonzaga and Kentucky getting their series together, and Cal Perry wouldn't play him in the Kennels, so he had to play him in Spokane Arena. So then they play him in Spokane, and they beat him there. And then Gonzaga goes to Rupp Arena, and they beat him there. Where, where do we play the next one, Cal? Where do we play? We need to play at Memorial. Where do we need to play? We need to bring it to Freedom Hall. How about MSG? You want to play at Madison Square Garden? Where we want to go? What do we got to do, Cal? I mean, how many first round picks you need? I how mean, many were there on that? I, I got to add that up. How many first round picks do you One, need, John Galperry? Four, five first rounders, two se- second rounders. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, and he cares about where the game is played. Well, back to the Super Bowl for a second. I yeah. just saw a graphic. I didn't realize this. All three Super Bowl wins, the Chiefs have come from ten points or more behind. Yes, yeah, got them right where they want them. Right. <laughs> They don't get nervous. Uh, I mean, but the Niners, just a couple of critical areas. I mean, everybody asks Jeff Brom why he doesn't take the ball first anymore. The Super Bowl is the exact reason why. Yeah. You, get the, you get back-to-back possessions like they did. When they got that field goal, they didn't have. It's like, okay, the Niners are kicking their butt, but they're only down. It was, was it 10-3 or 7? Yeah, it was 10-3. They're, yeah. they're only down a touchdown, and they've been getting their tail kicked for you know the first 30 yeah. minutes of the game. Well, and Mark Ennis, special teams determine the game because yeah. he gave the Chiefs the opening. I know Ennis doesn't care about special teams, but when you miss an extra point, when a guy, oh, yeah. when a guy, the ball hits the the, gets the, the leg. defender's leg on the punt return, they, it, it gave the Chiefs the opportunity to win, and they have yeah. 15. And, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, I wonder if he truly – had had any strategy discussions about the overtime because if if that being the rule then you I'm, I'm like you I thought it was like a regular season like yeah. you can't score a touchdown and win that, then you absolutely want to go second every time and wh- plus the way the defenses were playing like that's what I was thinking and you know what's funny about that and, and shame on me is when they got to the point for the overtime coin flip and they explained the rules I like saying, we know the rules. We don't need to hear all this again. Well, well obviously, know. we it's did. It's like sitting <laughs> in the exit row and hearing <laughs> yeah. what you have to do. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll turn my music down for a second. Yeah, got it. All right, let's go. You know. And yeah. No, I did the exact same thing. Yeah. We, I, I, it's so funny. I'm like, yeah, we know. Yeah. Well, you're gonna, it takes indisputable visual evidence, yeah. too. We know. We got it. And like, no, dummy, there's a twist in there. Yeah. Tony Romo had the same problem. He didn't pay attention to Man. it either. He Tony Romo. What do you do? Have you ever had a, a, a guy who's just totally off his game in the booth with you? Paul, where it's just kind of done games with me before, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like maybe he's sick or under the weather, and you can tell that he's just not sharp. Like, like what do you, what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Uh, I I can't honestly say that's happened to me. I've had games where I felt that way, sure. Uh-huh. And you're like, what is going on here? What's with you? I can't spit the words out. I can't, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you just, I don't Well, plus just, in radio, you're describing so much the action anyway. There's yeah. not much time. I mean, if the analyst is off his game, like, who cares? Like, you got to tell everything going on. TV's a different story. If your analyst is sitting on his game, and like Romo, like the last few weeks, what do you think, Jim? No, Tony, we're paying you for what you think. Like, yeah. if, if, I'm, if I'm CBS, I'm looking at uh, Greg Olson. And I'm yeah. like, hey, uh, Greg, why don't you come on down over here? Because they're put, they're bringing Tom Brady into the booth to be their number one guy. You know, m- maybe maybe Romo's time is done. Do you know what his contract is? It's big. It's big. Tony Romo's contract because he, when he burst onto the scene, he knew everything because he's right out of the game. Yeah. He knew what Been plays playing. are going to be called. Ten year, a hundred and eighty million dollars. Tony Romo's getting eighteen. He's making year. more than Nick Saban was making coaching Alabama. Which is stupid. Which is dumb, dumb, dumb. Yes, it is. That's crazy. That's I can't dumb. even comprehend that kind of money. I, I can't. I can't imagine. Paul's like, give me that for one season. <laughs> Come on, Learfield. People get mad with some coaches make. What, 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 Romo's making like double Nick Saban almost. That, that's I amazing. Mean, that's, that's nuts. So you shouldn't fumble 
yeah. that much on a broadcast making eighteen million dollars. You ought to be sharp. You better know your stuff and be you know on your game. But he was not. Yeah, he was not. Um, it says at first, I'm just reading from the athletic. First, Rumble did a fine job of the Chiefs down three points inside the five yard line late in overtime, explaining that it did not matter as viewers watched the clock wind down towards zero, that the game would not end and just <clears throat> roll into a second uh, quarter of OT. But Romo kept talking too long, which blocked Nance from properly setting up the final play as the winning touchdown was scored. Nance, first and goal, Mahomes flings it. It's their Hardman jackpot touchdown. I don't know. Sounds like a pretty good call to me. Probably get, we should probably hear. We should probably get. If there's any way, I always like hearing the winning call and the losing call, yeah. like the Chiefs call uh, of that, and then the Niners call. Well, I will tell you that you having a, an instant win, there's probably a good call in there. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, we, that's what we can do in the break. We can look that up. All right, we'll continue along here. Two six seven nine six eighty. Oh, we got a call there as well. I'm sorry. Um, I, the call screener thing is not working. Let's Eric. go to uh, Eric up next. Uh, Eric, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'll try to be quick. I know you're, you're fine. No, you're fine. Um, I just wanted to uh, – did you all see, happen to see um, the Colorado-Arizona game or the spread and over-under on that game? I did not. I did not. I did not. I'm sure it's a good story. So Arizona is number eight in the country, right? Uh-huh. And they're going to Colorado. And they're playing. they've already beaten Colorado a couple weeks ago by 40 points or something. The line the, – the money line went off at plus two, Arizona plus two. Wow. And then the over-under – was 158 and a half. So Arizona averages 90 points a game. Colorado averages 80 points a game. So I could not for the life of me. There was no injuries. Mm-hmm. There were no – how does that happen? I almost feel like it was a typo. But I won, I put 100 bucks on it and won 250. No. Oh. So that was just well, the there, easiest bet. Well, there you go. <laughs> Who you like tonight? Dude, yeah, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, that was obvious to me. I mean, that, that's – why, why was Arizona? I mean, I don't understand why Arizona. The problem that is usually when it's obvious, it's not because it was like the Miami North Carolina line. Miami yes. was catching three and a half. I'm like that line reeks. What they win by three? three. I watched that. I, watched, yeah. I sweated it out with CL Brown watching. Yeah, and Arizona won by twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it just it just blew my mind. That was just the weirdest. I, I'll grant you that, uh, that, oh, that but I usually go the other way on that when I see one that doesn't make sense I'm like Paul yeah Colorado <laughs> minus one and a half I'm like yeah they must be it's like when we see yeah. an unranked team in college football that is favored over a ranked team the, the, that's, it, you, that's got, the you gotta go with the unranked team because it's just well, what college happens basketball has been the same way and, and one of the trends that's interesting Appreciate in Louisville Georgia Tech is that Louisville has not the uh, Louisville and Georgia Tech games under has hit 12 of the last 15 times they've played uh, so also, wasn't that. Louisville favored by like a point and a half? half yeah. And yet the win probability was Georgia Tech. If not oh, by a lot, Tech, but like, like 52% on percent or something. Hmm. Huh. Must be the ESPN metrics versus I, I just, the fans. I saw that somewhere, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, For a, a, Kenny Payne's first ACC favored. So the, uh, the, the that would tell you to bet Georgia Tech, and of course, what happened? Louisville won covered <laughs> covered big. So there you go. All right, we'll continue along here. Two six seven nine six eighty is the number to get in. Text away UPS Jobs text line. Fitness market. Uh, it's great, uh, you know, having that workout, uh, uh, the ability to work out in your home. You've got that, Paul. I mean, you're telling to cook about the kitchen here. This is what you game prep on your treadmill, right? I do quite a bit. Now, which one do you have? You got the pre-core? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> Sorry. A, it's a great one. I know that one. You get it, work, it works. It's reliable. And it's a fitness a, market treadmill. I spend a lot of time on it, but I'm, I'm looking at the TV, not at the name brand of treadmill. <laughs> it's, uh, well, mine's pre-core. I know that one because it's when I get – you get spoiled. You I go, think go to the gym. I think yours is pre-core. <laughs> when you get to the gym, you're like, oh, this isn't as good as the one I got from fitness market. So uh, get over there, check them out, and uh, the sauna. Um, it's been great having the ability to have that in your home. It starts at 17 99 and i'm still amazed you just plug it in the wall you don't need any 
electrical work done, boom, you're, you're, you're off and running there. So uh, go check them out. Two locations, Westport Road, just inside the Snyder. Plantside Drive and Waterston Trail. They also do a lot of commercial jobs. If you, your business or anything anybody you're associated with is building out a gym, is going to need a bunch of equipment, they do that as well. They'll help you design it, everything from A to Z. It's Fitness Market, online at thefitnessmarket.com. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Yeah, we went out last night. One thing started leading to another. Broadcasting live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show. On ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9, The Ville. Now, here's Drew Diener and Mark Blankenbaker. This is actually one of one of my favorite Kenny Chesney songs, so uh, I appreciate that. I'm sure they went out last night in Vegas. I, I have no idea. I mean, you can't imagine the shenanigans after a Super Bowl. Well, I just showed, some, showed you guys some video of uh, our, uh, our, our, uh, our owner, owner, which he hates me calling him that. But um, He owns the stations. Yeah, he owns the stations. And he's in the locker room with the Chiefs yeah, with, as they're popping champagne. Like, they're popping wow. Ace of Spades champagne. Yeah. And I'm like, grab the Corbell, shake that up, drink the Ace of Spades. When you win the Super Bowl, you're allowed to waste as much as you want with the amount of revenue that league produces. <laughs> I mean, no anyway. doubt. Um, we, we we were all together on uh, Friday for our uh, our, our company yes. party. Uh, Noble Funk, bravo! By the way, cool place. Yeah, great place. food. Had no idea that that was it. The food, everything. Best bruschetta I think I've ever had. Holy really? agree. I was not <laughs> expecting that to, to say that there. Yeah. But it was good. Great. They've been, I'm sure in the summer it's even better. Um, you yeah, know, the, the outside, be outside. And so um, uh, James won the MVP award. We were, all, we were all proud MVP. to see that. Yeah. yeah. Proved it again this morning. I came in and was looking for water, a cup to get yeah. water. Couldn't find one. He ran to wherever he goes to find bottled water and brought it back in. Wow. I don't know where he finds well, it. I mean, maybe that's it wasn't hidden here. He had to go. Next door. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. James, said, do what it, what's necessary. Said, that's why I he's the said, MVP. Thank you, and that's why you're the MVP. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Absolutely. So sh- should we get him like an ESPN Louisville jersey with like 15 on it, just so he can be like the MVP? Is it? Um, is yeah, Mahomes' sure. number? Or I was thinking <laughs> or eight. Uh, yeah. Or Durant. You're the real MVP. You're the yeah, real yeah, MVP. Yeah. Well, he is. I mean, and you know, it's James has been a him, great yeah. addition to our to our company for sure. Yeah. Um. And so it was. Yeah. Definitely. Uh. Definitely a fun night there, but props to Noble Funk, man. If you haven't checked it out, it's down. It's like everything in Louisville is where something used to be. Like, I've tried to describe it like between second and third. I'm like, oh, you mean the old Kroger? Like, the old Louisville yeah, Kroger, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the old Kroger um, that I've probably passed a bunch of times and never yeah. never noticed it was right there because you have to be coming the other direction to kind of see the the, 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 you know, the signs right. and everything else. So. Second, second Street is one way north. Yeah. So you're going north, and right. the building faces north, the, the entrance does. So yeah, it come over the side. You don't. You don't really see it. it. You don't see it coming. It was I've great. known it was there, but I've I've always wanted to go in. I just never had cause to. And so now, I mean, I think 
probably go in there for lunch. The pizzas were awesome. I know it's right down the street. <laughs> right yeah, 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 it's not that far. So, so check yeah, it out. great, great, uh, great job by them. Certainly appreciate that. We can get to the UPS jobs text line. Kenny Payne show back next when? Monday, next Monday, a week from tonight. Okay, at Drewsters in Springhurst. Okay, and um, hopefully things will continue in the direction they're going, and uh, people can come out because at the show he's great. He, yeah. He's, oh he's, boy, he's, you you get you bring it out uh, of him. Very uh, enjoyable and forthcoming, and pretty pretty uh, relaxed, and always brings a player out, and, and the fans who are there uh, seem to enjoy it. Yeah, I um I love people sending us their bad beat slips. Oh boy, <laughs> you know, like the screenshots. Man, this episode this was good. They had twenty five more yards for for Patrick Mahomes. Check Noah Gray over twelve and a half. Wow. Check Justin Watson over fifteen and a half. Check Kelsey over forty. Check. Pacheco, alternate rushing, over 50. Check. Christian McCaffrey, 109 rushing and receiving combined. He needed Kittle to have, <coughs> excuse me, 49 and a half uh, yards. Bum, wow. Boom. So, yeah, everybody, but everybody's got their bad beats. That's why it's so tough to say, well, uh, because X team won, bad for Vegas. No, everybody's doing same game parlays. And, you know, I'm sure Kelsey not scoring a touchdown. Very good for the sports book because there was Swifty money coming in. Literally. I mean, yes, yeah. he would bet down to 105, minus 105 to score a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, it was. Um, um, it was a terrible game to start. Yeah, it was definitely a game that picked up steam as it went along. <laughs> yeah, because you're going, man, this is going to be right there with that one Super Bowl. Was it the Rams and Patriots? No, it was the who the Patriots beat in that miserable it Super was, Bowl. It was oh, the Rams. The Rams? Yeah. 13-3, to right? Oh, that was terrible. Terrible game, yeah. We had a major disagreement, Paul, about the halftime show. I liked Usher. Did, how did you, where did you land on that? Um... I'm an old man. Sorry, that, I'm, I'm an old. I just Usher himself. I I think is talented. It just gets to where there's so much going on and it's so much over the top. I, it's just I just didn't think he had enough broad based uh, across genre appeal to do an entire halftime show. I mean, I don't, it's it's okay to have a couple of people, you know, in there. I mean, yeah. there were years or one year. It was I mean, like, I'm sorry, I honestly didn't know who a lot of the people were. Yeah. Again, I'm just I'm playing the, the old demo. man card. Yeah, being, yeah, yeah. Being well, frank. I got I messed up Jermaine Dupree with CeeLo. Like when I saw, it, I was like, I didn't know CeeLo and Usher ever did anything together. And I was like, and they're like, that's Jermaine Dupree. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Well, if Jermaine Dupree or CeeLo walked into the studio right now, I couldn't pick. I wouldn't know. No, the, no, you would sure. know CeeLo. I might know. I might know CeeLo. He was. Um, F you was that his song? Yes. Yeah. 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 Forget yeah. you is you know this was a radio right. edit radio edit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I just it was a it was. Eh, I just me. don't understand how in the world they put that whole production together in that amount of. It's time. amazing. If you go on Amazon, they've got a documentary of the year that they did it with um, with um, Snoop and Dre and all of them in the mm-hmm. in different parts of California. It is unbelievable. And there's the same guy who's been in charge of like. The, the, they do it through all these drills, timing it, and you know, yeah. the exact how much time they have. It's un, it's when, I, unbelievable. I use the word probably too much. It really is unbelievable. You're looking at going. They did that in how how much time yeah. <laughs> and how fast and like even the year that that they did that. You know, like Dre's you know L A guy, so they're wanting the Rams to you know they're huge fans of the Rams. They barely even stop practicing for the NFC Championship game because they're on that much of a you know practice schedule to you know you know fine-tune so many little things that you never think of it's yeah. great it's worth an hour of your time but he's had nine number one songs that's that's great i just <laughs> i'm glad you liked him i'm glad you did i, I thought just, it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it i thought it was great 
We, had, we, were, we were. I thought it was. We were dancing dance. in the house. We were having all you sorts of fun. You were dancing. You said the baby was in your lap. You were. No, we I were want dancing video with the baby. of this. I don't know. Ashley, send video to Drew if there is. Video. You were if dancing video in your exists. living room at halftime. Yeah, we were dancing in the playroom. <laughs> playroom. Around toys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm just looking through the years. So just uh, this has got every. I don't know. I don't know if there was like one Super Bowl where it really took off. You know, was there one like where you know? Yeah. I, when did the bands quit performing at halftime of the Super Bowl? Yeah. Let's see. Um, it looks like <laughs> that I was like 90, here. ninety or ninety one. Nineteen eighty two was a salute to Motown. Eighty three kaleidoscope super scope. Don't know. Um, Beat Bop Bamboozle, nineteen eighty nine. Whatever the hell <laughs> that is. It was Michael Jackson that changed it. I, I that's what that's in was. my mind. That's what it is. I'm, I'm almost positive Michael Jackson. Nineteen ninety three, Heal the World, featuring Michael Jackson, thirty five hundred local children yeah. finale included audience card stuff. Yeah, I, I, that to me was the one. And then it still took a while to kind of get back there. Diana Ross in ninety six, and they had all this stuff. The Blues Brothers Bash in ninety seven. I don't remember that. No. You you two did it one year, and I thought that. That's mm-hmm. one I remember that seemed to be 2002. really got big. Yeah. And the next year, Shania Twain, no doubt, and Sting, no doubt, performed at halftime. <laughs> no Janet Jackson, Kid Rock, P. Diddy, Nelly, and Justin Timberlake, 04. That was good. That's really when it starts. And then Paul McCartney, then the Rolling Stones, then Prince, Tom Penny, the Heartbreakers, Bruce Springsteen, The Who, Black Eyed Peas, Usher, and Slash in 2011. That was good. See, I like when they have multiple as well. I do, too. Then Madonna, then Beyonce in 2013, Bruno Mars. Katy Perry, Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott in fifteen. That was good. Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars, uh, Lady Gaga, two thousand seventeen. She was awesome. Justin Timberlake was great, two thousand eighteen. Maroon Five, Travis Scott, Big Boy, two thousand nineteen. Um, and see, when you do something like that, it encompasses all the age groups because my like, there's like that last night. If if you're over, I don't know, fifty five. You know, the hell any of those I, people I, are. I kept waiting for the Beach Boys, but they didn't show. <laughs> <laughs> They're a terrible interview, by the way. Ask Bob about uh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I've heard that. Oh, yeah. Actually, as much as I love them, they're not they're not good live either really because there there was just there's just too much production they used to play the redbirds games after the game a couple times yeah right? they i've been i've and, been to one and it just it doesn't have that that production sound oh. i mean you can't duplicate that live there's too much that goes into it so uh well that's you know when when the beatles quit touring that's because they wanted to get in the studio and do these massive mm-hmm. productions which are hard to duplicate on right. of course anymore the only real money the artists are making comes from the tour so the shows have to be spectacular <laughs> mm-hmm. visually I mean what, the, what Taylor Swift employs for her concerts it's like I can't imagine the budget for that it's I mean between be dancers and lighting and the audio visual I mean you, you'd have to be to stay at the NFL stadium just to hook up the equipment well when she played Cardinal Stadium before her la- in her last tour that was the best uh, visually visual concert i've ever seen and it's gone ten thousand oh, times sure. beyond that i'm now. sure i mean it's just it's it's amazing so do y'all talk about that weird biden tweet yeah we did the start i didn't i thought it was fake i didn't know it was really <laughs> it's real it's some bizarre <laughs> just like we drew it up is what he said and it was like him with like laser eyes it's really right. funny yeah you have to see it to possibly it was right understand. at the end of the super bowl and there's been a lot of co- talk about that they're you know that the government has engineered the chiefs being the super bowl right so then, so Biden actually did tweet that? Yes. I, see, I, I saw it. And I just scrolled past. I was like, well, that's not, not, not the president of the United States doing that. That's the president of the United States being good at Twitter. That's what you guys need to know. Yeah, yeah. Or somebody on staff. I'm or somebody guessing. on staff. Yeah. And, and maybe Biden approved, I guess. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. up. It's great. Um, 
Let's see. I'm, I'm looking at it. It's pretty funny. Uh, Darren Durrell's got a tweet with four, 2.48 to go into overtime. This person's sitting in a seat that sold for $9,000, and this person's playing word jumble. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could never, I, I would never, I could never pay that much for anything and enjoy it. I would, there's no way. No way I could enjoy it if I was paying $9,000. No, I would absolutely. If I had a ticket worth $9,000, I'm selling it. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle opening up bourbon that's like $300. You know, like. Thoughts and prayers. I never, never had that issue. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, like a bottle of bourbon that you bought for 50 or something, but it's really worth like on the secondary market for like 300 bucks. I, I can't. I can't. I, I struggle to open it because well, I know it's worth something. Okay. You can well, go. You can find that on liquor barn shelves every now and then. You never know, know. where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. <laughs> How about Scotty D coming to Coach Walls' support? I hadn't seen this I did tweet. See that. They Ooh. said powerful thoughts for Coach Walls and his program. We must refocus our priorities on the players and fans that make college athletics special. His game today should not be how games are decided. The marketing, finances, and courts will take care of themselves. Put the players first. That's as close as you can uh, come to criticizing officials without doing it. That's yeah. a good job, Scotty D. Um, but yeah, that's that's just. I mean, it's it's just a bad call. I mean, it's it's not just a bad call. It's just why would you make it's, that? Call? It's so out of the blue. Yeah, I mean, there's well the 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 tweet that Eric Crawford had that showed the end all of the, the Notre other. Dame game with all the Notre Dame non intentional intentional fouls at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I just I can't figure out where that. I mean, came Jeff from. Walls is. I mean, he suffered one of the worst calls in the history of basketball <laughs> to cost him a national championship. Uh, you know, well, cost him the final four. Well, he was in the final four. It would have gone to the title it, game. And that's he, what I'm saying. He, it doesn't mean they would have won the title. Well, game. he was going to play Notre Dame, who they'd beaten three times okay, already but, by a lot. But again, it was a semis. You got to win <laughs> yeah, the championship. It would have been like us playing UConn in 14. You know, we destroyed UConn oh. every single time we played them on the floor. Again, it, it wasn't. It, you can't say cost him a title when they lost. In cost the semis. him a chance at a national championship. Cost him a chance. I would there agree with go. that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get the semantics right, boys. Yeah. That's right. Okay, but he was playing a team that he destroyed all three times. Um. And I think another, of course, there can't be enough memes about uh, Travis Kelsey bumping into Andy Reid. I mean, it's like everybody's got something. What, like that. what was that about? I never got. He the wasn't of that. on the field on the play where there was a fumble. He was mad. Fumble, he man. wasn't. He was mad that he he wasn't in the formation on that play because he's saying I'd have got the ball. Or was that what he was saying? Or was I he saying so. when we get into the red zone, we need to be throwing the ball? We've got Patrick Mahomes. I thought they said on the broadcast that that it was because he want to be on the field i, I don't maybe know. so but I know. but i mean i if it's me i'm like we're in the red zone let's let's put it on the shoulders of well, our guy can't mean you, that means you never run the ball i no. mean you gotta run the ball and also andy reed is one of the best play callers ever yeah. you yeah. you don't really question them yeah they it's a lot easier to call those plays when 15's out there uh, although slinging it although i will say paul back me up here what in in 2005 louisville west virginia in a triple overtime and it's the final play why is michael bush not on the field okay <laughs> why is bush not on the field for the for the two-point conversion still in what game now 2005 Tri- west uh, west virginia. oh west in morgantown uh, yeah i got you yeah i still don't I, know why I michael bush was not on the field. ask kentucky why randall cobb wasn't on the field for a two-point conversion or when they played tennessee or something yeah right? he was yeah. like off the field uh, cobb yeah. and lock were super hot that game um, let's text says you have to be a complete fool to pay $9,000 for a football game ticket. I agree. Yeah. Or, uh, or filthy rich. <laughs> Dexter says Jermaine Dupree looked like a penguin. Dexter says uh, bad beat. Oh, the, the Purdy kneel down cost him $450. Oh, my gosh. Because the, the rushing yards. Oh. Because <laughs> he had 12 and a half. He takes a knee, loses a yard. That should not be 
that, that should not be negative rushing yards. I agree. But by the way, we were we were wondering if somebody attempts a half court shot like at the buzzer, does that count as a field goal attempt? Do you do yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Okay, I thought they didn't count it, but I wasn't sure. It does. I looked. No. Up. Okay. Any All right. Thanks, James. Yeah, it shouldn't count. It well, shouldn't count. A last but, second. But, but if you, you make it, it goes if in, you make yeah. it, you count it. I think yeah. it should be a no risk shot from half court at the buzzer. Only as, only as time expires. And you shot a shot and missed. But if uh. it went in, it has to count as an attempt. Yeah. So if you miss it. So no risk bet. No risk shot like DraftKings. <laughs> well, well, you can have your no risk bets on DraftKings in the real world. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you lead that crusade up. You go ahead and I get that. I think I will. That, get that. Oh, here, here, all the here's, a qu- here's a question for you. Uh, the shot comes at the buzzer. You miss it. So technically, the game's over. There is no rebound. rebound. Oh, it's a great question. And you have to have you know the rebounds and missed shots have to match up. So I don't know if that goes down as maybe a team rebound. But for which team? <laughs> yeah, closest to it maybe. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly Dickey. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Interesting. <laughs> That's a great question. question. Yeah, because if there is, yeah, if the rebounds after the horn, they have to add up. Because somebody probably lost an over-under rebound bet on yeah, something like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You're right about that. Texas says, y'all uh, go three hours and not talk about the Phoenix Open. No, we've talked plenty about the Phoenix Open. The they got to That is out of control. It they, is. They, they jumped the shark this year on totally that. Right. It's, it's, it's made a mockery of things. I mean, the videos going around of guys just so drunk, they're peeing themselves, yeah. just sitting there, fights going on. They're doing mudslides. I saw where Zach Johnson got really hacked uh, yeah. off at, at some people. They were, yeah, he, they were talking about about his, you know, Ryder, his Ryder Cup captaincy or whatever. It, it went beyond fun, uh, you know, just watching yeah. on the internet. And, you know, I think it, it, that's what made that event great, but they went too far. Yeah. You got to dial it back yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they've gone over. The and hopefully they don't rein it in to make it non-fun. Yeah, because I do like when somebody, you know, hits a shot on 16 there and they boo it because it's not <laughs> good. They made tough pin placements. Nobody could make a shot on, on there, it didn't look like. Um, but that is so cool to have one hole that's literally its own stadium. That's, yeah. that's a super like, cool idea. It's awesome. Um, Come on, Valhalla, where have you been? Boo, you know, but this the, the booing of them. I think that's fun. But, yeah, you don't have to get that drunk right. <laughs> to yeah. enjoy it. All right. What was it? That's all the when they suspended alcohol sales. He says waste management is now managing wasted people or something like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. That's good. That's good. Wasted idiots, I believe, actually yeah, is the term. That's probably. probably about all right. They were. All right. Well, uh, so you guys probably fly out tonight. Yep. Leave yeah. it uh, later this evening. Yeah. And then we'll um, get some snow up there, or, or there's possibility of some yeah. pretty big snow there. Legal we'll seafood. That's the spot. Oh, to go eat? Yeah, I've heard that. I don't. I have no idea. I don't even know where we're staying. The three of them. So, and I don't know if there's one nearby or not. Finest meats and cheeses. My sister lives Mar- there, so I'll get together. With Mark, we got the finest meats and cheeses. You just won't open a good bottle of bourbon because you could sell it somewhere. So <laughs> maybe. Well, I got to pay for it somehow. You sell your steaks too. Well, you know, no. shouldn't eat this. Uh, it's fillet. <laughs> a secondary market for fillets. <laughs>